This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Welcome. This is Ascent Dental Solution. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and the focus of Ascent Dental Solution is on development, training, and knowledge. I want to give special thanks to our sponsors, which are Vocal Dental Supply Company, Patterson Dental, and Henry Schein. Without their support, these podcasts would be very difficult. I also want to say a shout out to Mr. David Wolf and his producers and podcast experts. They're the ones that put these together and provide the best product we can for our listeners. Today, once again, we have an outstanding guest that I think our listeners are going to be particularly pleased with. Mr. Steve Anderson is willing to spend some time with us to educate our listeners, which are predominantly healthcare and most predominantly in the dental health field. Those are clinical assistants, hygiene specialists, and also dentists. Mr. Anderson, first of all, thank you so much for taking time from your busy schedule. How about telling our listeners a little bit about your past and your future, what you're planning to do and what you hope to accomplish? Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate it, doctor. And, uh, uh, Steve Anderson. I am a general contractor of over 30 years. I specialize in dental office construction and do a lot of medical besides. I've found over the years that there was a big need. That need was dentists. In fact, so much back in 97, I got tired of being everything to everyone. And what that meant to me was I don't want to be just a number. I want to set myself apart. So I, before I got to work that day, I said, so who needs help? And I hate to say it, but dentists came to mind of countless uh, times that I experienced dentists, especially getting to the process and and we would sit down at the first floor plan. And then the next question is, okay, so, so what now? What? Who do I talk to? What else should I do? And that was the beginning of my quest of compiling four or five feet of notes that I literally compiled. And back in 08, we had a wonderful opportunity of a little extra time when the market crashed and I put it to good use and compiled my first book. And then this is my second book. 
And I believe when we were off camera, you had said that you've participated in close to a thousand dental offices so far. Is that correct? Over a thousand. And, and if I count all the little small little projects and things I've done, it's probably three, four thousand. If you could summarize, Steve, over that vast knowledge of experience, in summary, what do you think the biggest mistakes we make as dentists when we're trying to plan, quote, our ideal office? Well, uh, talk about planning. The biggest thing is twofold. One is I see that they haven't taken the time to decide and understand who they are. That's the biggest thing I talk about in chapter one is understanding yourself and being okay with that. Some people aren't okay with who they are and they want to be someone else. And they say, well, they did it successfully. I'll just mimic them. And that doesn't work. You know, you have to be okay with yourself and understand who you are, what's important to you. And it makes all your decisions easier. And an example of that is early on, I remember doing a floor plan for a person. And normally we'd sit down and do a program meeting and the first floor plan would typically be 95 percent there and then we make some minor tweaks and second meeting we're off and running to the engineer drawings this person we did eight or nine drawings in the first and the last match and all that told me is they were trying to decide who they were were in the whole process you know so it it, it makes it real interesting if they haven't taken the time to do that and the, the other thing dr coughlin i find so often is the dentist or medical professional or whatever that they uh, as they proceed and get started in their uh, their quest to do in their office is they want to listen to somebody and they want somebody to tell them what it is what happens is because they haven't decided who they are and they have the lack of confidence they end up going to a seminar and come back with this this is the way you do it and I have countless examples of that, but basically I call it the Kool-Aid. Everybody has a program. Everybody has a program that the way they do it, Not and make sure you understand it's they, it's not you, it's they. And so they put together a program that works in their system and in their guidelines and their fields. And what happens, it makes it easy for them, but they don't really explore what's really important to the doctor. And in the process of that, things get built, things get designed, things uh, misplaced and uh, poor design. You end up with frustrations. You end up with nobody asking the extra question. And the result of that is chaos. So normally when people go to those seminars or or they've been influenced by someone really heavily, I'll take that uh, first drawing or whatever it might be and set it aside and ask some pointed questions. And those pointed questions are more understanding who the dentist is and what uh, and the client is and what's important to them. And more times than not, by the time we're all said and done designing and creating their office of their dreams, about 30% of that Kool-Aid that they thought was it, is that's about all that's left. Well, Stephen, I can tell you that I think I'm topping over 150 podcasts. And I oh, probably had well over uh, 100 guests. And out of all the guests, what you just said to me, I think is the most truthful that I've heard. I've had over 30 dental practices myself. I've had well over 100 clinical associates. Usually, I'm a type of person that says, you do A, you get B, you get C. But every day, uh, a young man or a young woman would say, well, I want to do the way you did this. I want to do it that way. And what works for me 
is probably not going to work for someone else. And I've been through enough design projects and made enough mistakes because when I started, I saw other doctors and I said, geez, I think that's for me. And I just wasn't smart enough. I wasn't knowledgeable enough. I didn't have the experience. And when you get into the nitty gritty, are you talking about things like, does that dentist want to work in the city, the suburbs, the country? Do they want a large practice, a patient-focused practice? Are these the types of things when you say getting to know yourself and what makes you tick? Oh, it, it, excuse me, doctor. That, that, that's right on. And the uh, even understanding... Are you meant to be your own boss? That's the first and foremost. There's there's a few out there that really should just go work for someone else and they'd be so much happier. But it's it's you can save a half million dollars. I've literally have had that happen. I asked some pointed questions and I looked at them and I said, Are you sure you're ready for this? And and I ask them some pointed questions, and at the end of the conversation, they go, you know what? I'm gonna go work for someone else. And that's their mentality. And that's okay. And I and I reassure students and dentists, it's really understand who you are. And it makes your life so much easier and it saves you so much pain, grief, and money. I've been doing uh, practice management for some of the dental schools. And I can tell you that I shouldn't use the term young man or young woman. Some of these providers, they're, they're older, uh, but the field of dentistry is new to them. And I just don't know if they're sure. Uh, they, they deep down think they want to be self-employed and be the owner's. But trust me, any self-employed man or woman knows there's a lot to it. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of headaches. It isn't always as fun and games as you might think. And I think people have been self-employed. If they want to be honest, it's not for everyone. It's very difficult. If you were to just say in a general term, when you get clients that are quite confident in what they want, they seem sure and they're confident at least who they are and what they want. From start to finish, what's a general time frame that you could expect so that they could open the doors? For this area, it's six to eight months. And really what that curtails is, and that's after you have the location, and that's already after you have the architect and the contractor and people and your team in place. And basically from the start of the floor plan and when they, if they can make quick decisions and understand what's going on, the architect will, we, uh, we will typically get them to the city in about a month. And the city municipalities in this area typically are uh, four to eight weeks, although once in a while we have a one-week turnaround. It's so varied. And then the actual construction time typically is uh, three to four months, just depends on the complexity and, and what's involved. But when I talk about construction, I talk about, I learned a lesson a long time ago is I always talk about the construction time. That means the start of construction and the time that you physically are seeing patients. So that's the, after we're done construction, that's, you know, uh, the cleaning up, the nesting and, and training and setting up your systems. Now, with your firm and your vast amount of knowledge and experience, do you like to talk to that client and make suggestions of areas 
uh, signage, lighting, visibility, or do you stay away from that and say, look, you've picked the site and now you're going to do the best you can with that location? Or do you get involved with that nitty gritty portion of the, the planning and the execution? We, we typically get involved in it. Uh, we're full service, you know, full service design uh, build contractor. And the thing that I find, we don't charge for the project management, but it saves me headache. You know, if I can schedule the IT and don't have to worry about walls getting marred up later and, and scheduling the sign and all those kind of things, it just saves us a lot of headaches. So that's, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, it does. I know that sometimes I've seen some absolutely outstanding offices, but from my personal opinion, and it may mean nothing, but I'm going, I, I don't think I would have picked that location. And that part of, you know, who you are and what yeah. you're trying to accomplish. And from my point of view, I'm thinking, geez, I wished someone had guided Dr. Jones or Dr. Smith to just educate them that these are some pluses, these are some minuses. After you've heard the pluses and minuses, you make your decision. But I don't know if they've actually gone through that experience. That's, that's so important. You know, having, you know, I number one, the reason I wrote the book, Dentalese, it, it's about putting in a, a narrative to help dentists anywhere in the world with the idea of how to make good choices. And it starts at the beginning of the foundation. It takes you all the way through the conception and finalization and wrapping up the job, the walkthrough, even maintenance and uh, case studies, et cetera. But the, the key is, is there's a chapter in there talking about how to find that professional accountable professional. And what questions to ask each trade and what's important in that. And that's an important aspect of it. But uh, you want people that are not yes people. You, you want people that are going to give you options, not tell you what to do, but give you options. Because just like a client I met this morning and I'm looking at her samples and her colors and I'm going, I, I really thinking, I really like this. And he says, which one, Steve? And I said, well, this one. And she chose the other one, you know, that's fine. It's hers, you know, and that's what it's mm -hmm. about is understanding that, you know, it's, it, you're the one that's going to live in it. And there's a real important key that I've, that I've always believed. And then I've been able to prove over time is, is true. You want to know what that is? Yes, I do. And I think so don't the listeners. If, if you build the office to the level of who you are, you will succeed exponentially. And it sounds like a simple phrase, but what's it, what I mean by that is if you turn it over to a designer, uh, you turn it over to a uh, specialist, you take it over, turn over a project manager and you disassociate yourself with you, with the project, you don't, it's not being created for you and you lose uh, the design, the, the little specialties. And that's where I always ask the client full engagement at the beginning. And we ask all those questions at, at the upstart of that and a good project manager, good contractor, whoever is the lead person on your team, if they're doing a good job, there's no emergencies in the project. If they're, I tell my clients, if there's an emergency, I didn't do something. 
there's something I didn't do properly. I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm a forward thinker and I help you think through things. And what's interesting is you build the office to the, the height of who you are, but if you build it and let someone over-design it and or under-design it, you're not going to want to go to the office or you're going to feel like someone's paying for it. And, and I've watched that repeatedly. But if you go into a brand new office and you go from a pigsty or you go something that really uh, you just took over for someone else and you're moving into a new space and you move into that space and it's right what your sweet spot. You walk in, you smile, that's me. But what's interesting is the confidence that adds to you, the confidence that adds to your team, the confidence that adds to your patients and the patients see that as they walk in. We've seen repeatedly a minimum of 20% for two years increase and usually the national average is 34%. And I've seen as much as 50, 60%. I've seen dentists have the problem of they can't keep up with all the new patients that come in and they don't have time to advertise. And that's just the financial. The intangibles are coming to work and just feeling good. Yeah, that's And that's, that's, see, it puts a skip in your step. It puts a skip in yourself. You love to do it. Well, I want to thank you, Mr. Anderson. But before we tune out, could you just give our listeners, is there a way that they can get your book? Is there a way that they can contact you? Is there uh, something that you'd like to share so that if they have particular questions or they're thinking about a build out, a reno, or a whole new project, that they can perhaps get your two books and get to know you a little bit better and the company and what you've been doing for the dental profession for so many years? That's very gracious. Thank you, doctor. Um, it's uh, Dream Dental practice.net dreamdentalpractice.net you just look it up and you'll get the first chapter uh, for free and kind of see what it's about if nothing else get the first chapter read it and really understand who you are and that'll make such a difference in your future and the book is called Dental Ease by Steve Anderson. Well, Steve, once again, thanks so much. I know you're busy. I know our listeners got a lot and I can't thank you enough. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. You've been listening to Dr. Kevin Coughlin. This is Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on education, knowledge, and training and development. I want to thank our sponsors, Vocal Dental Supply Company, Patterson's Dental, and Henry Shine. And special thanks to Mr. Steve Anderson. I strongly recommend you take a look at his book and I take a recommendation from me, read the book, not just the first chapter. Mr. Anderson, thank you so much. I look forward to chatting with you in the future. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.